welcome to B Plot Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest movies from days gone by. Mostly ignore it, look at the ones come out on the exact same day. My name is Lincoln, I'm a comic out here in London, I'm out here with my man Sam. Sam, how you doing? Keeping well, man, keeping well, doing my physio, staying on Oh, you're good. It. Yeah, yeah, what's, yeah, what's the, you're still doing the physio, was it? For the sciatica? For the sciatica, the scoliosis and the disc. <laughs> it's the same physio for all three. Yeah, I don't know which one's which. They just sent me like a huge PDF and I have to do that. Yeah, Sam single-handedly. It's like 50% of the entire NHS uptake. It's <laughs> Sam's body. I'm taking big hits to make the budget viable. That's what's happening. I'm the guy that they need to re-up the budget for next year. So do you like go around the different NHS centers and like if they need to if they need to like make last year's budget <laughs> old Sam <laughs> time for old faithful I throw myself in front of a car just outside every hospital in London just to get in um glad you're doing physio glad you're doing well uh the movies guys uh, that we picked for the film for the podcast today sorry the movies that we picked for the podcast today I had it up in front of me but I know from memory that it's <laughs> Alien versus Predator uh 2004 and uh we don't live here anymore um aka cuckleberry film uh that's <laughs> what we're also watching at the exact same day and we actually released uh 17 years to the day uh if you're listening to this on the friday when this comes out 17 years to the day the anniversary of the uh the great alien versus predator um, and we don't live here anymore. That and we don't live here anymore. Cultural artifact. Yes, cuckleberry film. Like I said, um, <laughs> one of the great cockfests of our time. We don't live here anymore. But let's start with Alien versus Predator. Sam, have you ever seen Alien versus Predator? I saw this film once around about the time it was out, and that's okay. It. Do you do you want to maybe expand on this <laughs> on this podcast I... forum? Um, I didn't like it then. I, I was like, uh, it's just a bit too trashy for me. I Now, this time, I was like, I think there's a lot of good elements here. They just, none of them come together in any way. And it's, okay. I'll, I'll say this. I think this is missing what most monster movies had since their beginnings, which was that the human characters were... Apart from Godzilla, the human characters are actually always center stage and kind of like just as famous as the creature. And I think every time they've chased that high of getting a franchise, either uniting a franchise or uh, like continuing something, you forget it's like King Kong doesn't really work without Fay Ray. Alien doesn't really work without Ripley. They've 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 done cool ideas in the thing. It's just and I I think it's it also feels like all ADR'd in. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, it feels like all of the dialogue is dubbed afterwards. Like, all of it. I mean, I could have done with a better dub because I had no fucking idea uh, what anyone said for the first 20 minutes. Yet, still enjoyed myself. Um, if Just in case you don't know, um, Alien vs. Predator. Of course, you have the fantastic Alien from the Alien uh, series and also Predator from the Predator series. And uh, the plot over here, ladies and gentlemen, as much as it can be described, is a team of archaeologists investigate a suspicious spot in Antarctica and discover an alien species. Their life is further endangered when they are caught between and hunted by aliens and predators. Now, the core premise of this is what you find out much later in the film, 
which I think is actually fucking excellent. Yeah. Is that I think I really think it's a really great idea. Is that the predators from you know Predator 1987? They've been to Earth before, and they actually bred these aliens uh, from the Alien franchise. They bred them as like a kind of a, a hunting ritual. Like the predators would come down here, they would hunt if they were successful. You know, they'd go back to where they were, but if they're unsuccessful, they would like, you know, cause an apocalypse. Um, that's what, why, like, that's presumably uh, yeah. what did for the dinosaurs is the predators um, pressing the self-destruct button after getting bodied by the aliens. So you, you're calling this conflict and it's very, very interesting. I think that's a very interesting idea. Mm. I think it's executed poorly. However, I did enjoy myself. I thought this movie was young, dumb, full of cum. It was just a complete piece of shit. Mm. But, you know, this is, it's like a McDonald's burger in the worst way. It was, it was, it was I, I enjoyed it. I think they've tried to get what's great about Alien and what's great about Predator together. And they're such different movies that Alien, Alien 1 is this like really tense, slow, like realistically dramatic buildup of events. Uh, and Predator is an Arnold Schwarzenegger 80s action movie. Yeah. Great yeah. Th- great though it is, it is like a fun romp through the jungle. And I think the problem with Aliens versus Predator is that the guys in the Predator suits are always going to look a little bit like Guyver or like a Power Rangers bad guy. Do you like, do- like the knickknacks man. Like- <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, it's never going to... That's never going to land well because hu- I don't think humans can carry that metal on their body. So it's always going to look a bit rubbery. Uh, and you just make, I, I felt like it made, it makes me wait too long to get to like, we're having stupid fun in The Mummy. Because it is also like part of The Mummy. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like, Going through trap also, rooms, yeah. Can also make a confession. Never seen Predator. You've never seen Predator? Never seen Predator. I don't know how. I missed it somehow. That is a... No matter how many times you could confess like you hadn't seen a, a, like a popular cultural movie, that is never the one I guess you'd have missed. I don't know. I just missed it. And again, like my 80s action like knowledge is fucking elite. However. <laughs> yeah. Never seen Predator. Never seen Predator. Have I, however, lied about it? Of course. <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? Of course I lied about it, but <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it. Never seen it. That's great. That feels like your camp and not my camp. That feels like you should have seen it and I shouldn't have that way. I, I'll tell you what I have seen is I did see, I think it's Predators. The Adrian the one, Brody one. Yeah, that I have seen. That I have seen. And that was, I mean, Adrian Brody jacked up in that, but I was like, this is like, this has not done nothing for me. Yeah. Um. But let's 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 go back to Alien versus Predators, man. Let's go back to this little film. So there's a distress signal. My God. So there's a distress signal down in Antarctica, and um, Sanar Lathan uh, is the plays the lead. I I think I guess she's some sort of escorter, you know, like project manager. Yeah, I I feel Um, like she's like some ex-military, but not. Yeah, so like she's like the girl from. uncharted like the, the yeah. south african she's like the south african girl from uncharted and she has to uh escort them down to Antarctica. this kind of uh billionaire he is dying and he wants to go down there because he wants to discover something um the team that they lead is i would describe as murderously large 
yeah. in the sense that they take way more people that's necessary but it's also very necessary because we need at least 50 people to die yeah. before <laughs> before we can get this movie started and they go down there uh, she's uh, joined by an interpreter a guy who speaks like a hundred and f- like a guy's just like clock duolingo like this guy has has done it um he by the way says my favorite line in the whole film he says uh, he looks at the because he's he's basically the plot device he's the exposition machine he mm-hmm. has to explain all of the various things because obviously the predator can't talk and the alien can't talk so someone needs to interpret these events and he says one of my favorite things he look at these like sanskrit writings and he's like oh this i don't know what this could be and then he says uh i don't know possibly cambodian <laughs> and there's something about the phrase possibly cambodian that's really stuck with me i watched it with my partner on a wednesday like by the end of the weekend we were just like mm, possibly possibly <laughs> Possibly Cambodian. I don't know. Yeah. It's like such bullshit. Yeah, no. Uh, this guy was chatting so much shit in the film. I felt like they ad-libbed a lot of the law stuff. And they were like, I don't know. We just have to make it work. Because I feel like the character is making it up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he is trying to fuck Sir Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's saying things like possibly Cambodian. <laughs> like, it's like she's got to shit. No one has any idea what Cambodian looks like. I'm on the fence of... Cambodian is actually a language. I don't know if they speak that in Cambodia. Yeah, yeah. And it's it would be I swear that's the other thing. It would be bare weird for there to be those pyramids in Antarctica. <laughs> for the for the Cambodians to have been like cuz obviously there's the 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 rules of the world are that predators have been coming here for since like the dawn of man. You know what I mean? And I'm like at what point did they get to Antarctica and be like, we have to explain, we have to explain what this is now that we've got rid of all the ones in Cambodia? Yeah, apparently the official language of Cambodia is of Cambodia is not Cambodian. That's <laughs> just that's just like a side side. Anyway, so possibly Cambodian, my dude. He um, and after that, it's fairly simple. You know, it's a fairly simple film. After that, is uh, the predator uh, attacks everyone. And uh, they're in this kind of, uh, like you said, like the mummy, like these different kind of chambers, uh, Indiana Jones style, mm. where they kind of move through of these different rooms and they try and escape. And it kind of the climax of the situation, the climax of the situation is uh, the predator teaming up with Sinai Lathan. And I am sorry. I thought she... I feel like they implied sexual tension. I didn't. <laughs> and I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. That makes me feel weird about missing uh, last episode's guff about the sympathy for Mr. Vengeance sexuality because I'm like, there was, I don't think there was any sexual tension between Sonal Ethan and the Predator. Look, the, pre- the Predator's got great dreads. Um, <laughs> was that great dreads? The Predator, I, shout outs to uh, 2024. When Tyler Perry uh, reboots Predator, <laughs> and uh, Predator is the dark-skinned uh, husband, and he gets um, cucked by the light-skinned gardener or or barber or something. In We Don't Live Here Anymore too, <laughs> Predators. Um, I don't. I feel like I have to say this because I don't know enough about Predator. I'm not a huge Predator fan. I have seen them. Not a huge Predator fan, but I feel like those things that always get to be referred to as dreads are clearly supposed to be spines, and no one's talking about it. Spines? What are you on about? Like a hedgehog. Like the spines of a hedgehog. Oh, 
right? And to okay. be, I'll be honest with you, I haven't thought about it up until this viewing of Aliens versus Predator, and I was like, everyone's always called them. Everyone I've known has always been like, you know, the Predator with the dreads. I'm like, I swear they're not dreads. And then this time I was like, they've got them coming out of their face as well. They're spine. They're definitely like hedgehog spines. I didn't get that. I always get dreads. Yeah, I, I think it's get dreads. I, I can't help but wonder if it's because they wanted them to be spines, but in the budget of the 80s, they were like, oh no, they're all droopy. And then they, they just kind of like sit down. But in this, did you not feel like they're supposed to be like up like a, like a Dragon Ball Z type haircut? Nah, dude, I got like Eddie from Tekken 2. Like I got like proper, <laughs> like, proper capoeira dreads. That's what I got from, from Predator, which racialized it more than it should have done. Mm. But um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because of the great Carl Weathers. Now, as we, as we go, and so this movie hurtles along Sinai on this beautiful meet-cute with, um, with the Predator, and they team up and fight. Uh, <laughs> they team up and fight uh, the aliens. They're kind of they're in this blood sport uh, fashion. However, before that happens, we have to, what I mentioned before about like kind of the lore and the world of Alien versus Predator, that has to be explained to us by possibly Cambodian. <laughs> yeah. And it's explained in the sense that he can read hieroglyphics from like thousands of years ago. And he puts like, dude, my man puts two and two together and comes up with like seven. Like his ability to explain this perfectly, this concept that, by the way, he was not aware of. Yeah, until yeah, yeah. 30 minutes ago, he was not aware of the fact that aliens exist. He was not aware of the fact that predators exist. And it was an affair of like extraterrestrial life to the extent that they could hunt each other. Like mm. that all just synthesized in his mind completely. And he was able to give a very clear account of how this happened. I mean, there's, <clears throat> again, I don't have a problem with it because I'm like, in a movie like this, I don't need the exposition explained. I just need it delivered. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. Who gives a shit? But that thing, I feel like that as well must be a piece that humans did at some point. That's got a bit, I mean, I've seen that thing so many, you know, the whole like hunting ritual trope. I've seen that in so many like bits of media. I'm like, this has to be like pre-agriculture or even post-agriculture. It has to be like some hunter, like cultural way of life that we just, we just don't learn about anymore. Do you know what I mean? And he's, he's there being like, oh yeah, but you replace all the cows with these like big penis headed things and it checks yeah, out, you know? It checks out. You know, sometimes I do wonder if we need to go back to that, you know. Sometimes I do wonder if we need to go back to, like, initiation rituals. <laughs> I mean, we Let's, still have them. What What do we have for that? Like bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs? Yeah, but that's like, you get it, to do it, it, that. I'd be like, there's not like if you if you fail your bar mitzvah, everyone's like, all right, dude, you have to. You're exile. Dead. <laughs> exile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the world would be a different place or a better place even if we, you know, I'm getting to very dangerous territory here. But if we, um, you know, we put some of these rituals in place and say like, yo, on this side of the line, I'm sorry, my dude, you didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what would make... your ritual be? What would we hunt? I don't think it would be a hunting ritual. I think it would be like a, a fact of adulthood. Like, can you like, like poaching eggs or like... Um, <laughs> Or like putting up a shelf, or like just like skills where we're like, oh no, you are valuable to society. 
Well, you've 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 brought me all the way back to my like every single time we do this podcast agenda, which is to end capitalism. Yeah, is if you just give everybody an IKEA kit when they turn 16 and be like, build a house, build a fucking garden, grow some fucking plants, do the thing, be self-sufficient, don't worry about money for now. I'd be well in for your vision of the future. You'll be in that. You'll just have to build a whole house. A hundred percent. I will build a house before, like, I'll be so much happier doing that than just like working in an office selling fucking like hair moisturizer to people who don't need it. <laughs> hair moisturizer. Um, I would. The thing is I would know is I would know I would build a house and then be like, try and convince myself that this is good enough. <laughs> like I'd build a shitty house and be like, no, 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 I'm, I'm fine. I'm really fine. I'm really okay. It's like it's the rain falls on me and I die of pneumonia. You have to climb in through the window every day. Oh my God. Terrible <laughs> window. Look at you fucking did Mr. Big Bucks. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> making windows. Same God. <laughs> Look, we've gone off, we've gone off track. Guys. <clears throat> Sorry. Let's get serious. Let's talk about, Cockfist, uh, 20, 2004. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're done with AVP. Oh, yeah. So I thought we were. I thought we were because we had a long digression about building houses and windows. <laughs> we did. But I want to know. So you f- you feel like this was a, this was successful in its like enjoyment, like entertainment viewing? It's an odd, uh, it was an odd little film because it's not long enough for me to really hate it. And things and it things happen quickly enough that nothing actually matters. Yeah. So that like, oh, it's that guy. He's oh that guy's dead. Oh okay. So the dude from Train Spotting. Oh, he's dead too. So that's great. Um, I don't think even think you see him die on screen. I think he just dies off screen. Yeah, he does. It where well, you he's screaming where well, you hear him run out of bullets in it. You hear yeah, him. That's, yeah, but yeah. like that's what I mean. Like they didn't even bother giving him like a proper death scene, and. So I didn't hate this movie, man. I actually, and I, I, 2004, I'm trying to think about where I would have been. I, 2004, I've been about 13. I would have seen this at age 13 and been like, yeah, fine. This is, this is what I watched that day, you know? Um, what about you? I just, but the reason I've, I think it's quite an interesting one is because, yeah, I would have been 14 and I remember seeing it and I remember thinking, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, but I remember being bored at the time. And even though this time going back, I was still bored for like large chunks of it. I enjoyed it more than I did because I think the language of film has changed so much since 2004. Well, we don't, this is like a, this is like a low budget, high budget movie. And it's, mm. it's, it's kind 60, of 70 million. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And f- for what it is for now, it's, you know, what's crazy. This is still the second or third highest grossing movie from any of those franchise, from any of the, either of franchise. That's very interesting. Mm, it's topped by, I think, Prometheus, which has made like 400 mil, but obviously cost significantly more to make than this did at the time. Uh, and I just, but I think what I think is interesting is that they've got so much confidence in, the IP in in Aliens and Predator, they're like, look, people are going to see this. They don't really give a shit about the rest of it. I think it's like an inch off being a really cool movie that could actually be like more like the original Alien, a lot more like fun and pace to watch. And like, oh shit, what's that with the reveals? But because it ends up being a hey, these are the things you've seen before. These are it's just references to all the things you've seen before. 
it just misses that like really perfect but stupid dumb fun like say uh what were we, t- we were talking about i swear we were talking about a film the other day where it was like i don't know maybe it was no i gotta think okay. of it um i think you're right i think movie making has changed so much or like the movie business not necessarily movie making but the movie business has changed so much because if they were to remake aliens versus predators if they use let's say they reboot the series mm. it's not costing 60 70 mil i guarantee you it's triple the budget at least yeah if not more because they're gonna put the fucking machine behind it they're gonna make sure that you know people are gonna see this gonna make it as expensive as possible it's probably gonna be received roughly the same yeah um maybe a little bit grittier but it'll have the same kind of reception it'll make the same kind of money but it'll cost a lot more just because they don't really there's no point i guess because these ips are so expensive that there's no point making this movie for 60 70 mil now i mean that's Mm. that seems weird so i think that would have changed and i think also what's the other thing i was going to say the fandoms of alien and predators are a little bit different to a lot of the other things that get rebooted so Aliens versus Predators, it gets rebooted. Alien specifically has like a, I think a much bigger following, yeah, um, than Predator would. But these aren't like particularly. There's no like some. There's no no one screaming out for the Snyder cut of whatever. It would be, <laughs> like yeah. the the Aliens versus Predators films. Like these films are just kind of like movies, B movies from the eighties. They don't have the same kind of like. Uh, uh, cachet that a Marvel movie would or that uh, Ghostbusters or Star Wars that like people have like built their entire lives and identities Mm. and selves around these movies so you can kind of play fast and loose if they made another Alien vs Predators and they ruined it no one give a shit exactly and that's but that's that's almost what I think is the beauty because you're I'd say you're right about all of them apart from the first Alien because that's not I mean, obviously, it's 70s. It's the only one that's 70s, but it's also not... Um, it's not like a trashy action movie. And mm. when I say trashy, I don't mean that as like a, a dig. I, lo- I love a trashy action movie. I love Predator, the first one. But it is just like, this is supposed to be done fun, whereas Alien 1 is kind of... I, I would always put that more in like a... a Blade Runner-ish category. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like high cinema. Like the way that... Um... The way that Blade Runner is, or maybe it wasn't at the time, but it certainly has become that. Yeah, so let's talk about We Don't Live Here Anymore. Um, John Curran is the name of the guy. Uh, screenplay by a guy called Larry Gross. Um, and Larry the story, is gross. <laughs> the story is really, the story It's based on two short stories by a guy called Andrew Dubu, Dubus, Dubus? I'm not really sure. Dubois? D-U-B- no, D-U-B-U-S, which is a name that I've not seen before. <laughs> Debut. Yeah. Debut? Maybe, I don't know. Sorry. Um, Two best friends discover that they are in love with each other's wives and try to salvage their respective marriage. Now, the two best friends are played by Peter Krause. Um, I think it was, what's his name from Six Feet Under? The one who wasn't Dexter. That's how I remember him as well. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think his name was Nate. Is it Nate Fisher? No, it can't be Nate Fisher. Um, In any event, uh, opposite the, um, man, just lights out gorgeous. Mark Ruffalo just looks fantastic. Body, very attainable, in my opinion. Um, Ruffalo's? Yeah, I think if I... Because he's not, like, ripped, but he's in good shape. I think if I just got my shit together, I could get, like, my... I could get to Ruffalo. um, (laughs) Okay. I think I'd have to get a lot of shit together to get to Mark Ruffalo. But I think you could do it. I think you could do it. I think if you, you, like, 
it you like I don't know, lived in the woods for like <laughs> three months. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. Um, and uh, Mark Ruffalo is married to Laura Dern, and uh, Peter Krause is married to Naomi Watts, who always happy to see because uh, God knows where she is. <laughs> um, and they are wife swapping. They are having an affair. So uh, Mark Ruffalo is uh, cheating on Laura Dern with the lovely Naomi Watts, and uh, we also find out that Peter Krause is cheating on Naomi Watts. Uh, no me what with Laura Dern and guys I don't think it's able to understate how fucking stodgy and boring this film is mm. however the actual performances I think were very very good I think uh, this is like yeah. everyone did a good job however dude I swear to god I watched this film it was like it was like eating a whole loaf of bread like it just <laughs> sat straight in my chest i couldn't move i was like this is what did you think well i i was so interested to ask and you've said it but it's like look the there, there were points where the performances were so good that my brain was going wait is this a good movie and then, and then, like a fifteen-minute chunk would happen. I'd be like, "Oh god, this is like it's same as you, just fucking unbearable to watch." Oh, my and god. I think there's also something in the way that they, they, what's so interesting about these two films coming out on the same day is they are both B movie versions of their blockbuster counterparts. Where um, I think Aliens versus Predator is to something like Gladiator, what. Uh, we don't live here anymore is to something like Revolutionary Road. I was going to say the exact same thing. Right? I was going to say Revolutionary Road. Like, I am here. I am so, so, so here. And I was thinking about this today. I was walking around the office. I was just thinking about, you know, what we're going to talk about for this film. And in many ways, this is the only thing that matters. These are the only stories, in my opinion, that matters. It's, the stories are the, the relationships between people and the choices that we make with probably the most important experience that we have in our lives which is the person that we choose to spend our lives with love Ooh. relationships family marriage like all of these things that like everywhere across the world the majority of the world they look for and for them to fucking make that so painfully boring yeah uh, and and is is Oh, oh my god whether it's revolutionary road and like the, the problem with this movie is is like this is you know this doesn't have any events in it can i tell you another can i tell you my least favorite moment in old goddamn film oh my god is peter Krause is this kind of struggling writer again a movie that um tests what i like to call the sam golan curve which <laughs> is how much sam can care yeah about, about <laughs> people who are more successful than him <laughs> and, yeah. um, it's Which not just, everyone it's, it's not yeah. actually a curve it's literally it's just a <laughs> vertical line <laughs> it's, a, it's a vertical line that starts with you Lincoln and then goes up <laughs> <laughs> so it starts with me <laughs> it's like a vertical line um, this movie uh, very much tested the Sam Golan curve <laughs> um, because uh, none of these people are stint apparently they can hold this magnificent house um, but <laughs> Uh, Laura Dern doesn't have to work. In fact, Mark Ruffalo uh, constantly shits on her for not keeping a good house. Which <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 
man, this. And then I found out that apparently, like, the short story was like written in the seventies, and I'm like, thank you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because now this... it's like pitch in, you fucking dick. Pitch in, my dude. You're on <laughs> and... summer vacation. Like, you can't pick up something. <laughs> yeah, and then by the end of the film, spoiler alert: Laura Dern cleans the entire house in less than one night. <laughs> But no, the thing that actually annoyed me the most isn't this outrageous sexism, which is just boring more than um, amusing, is um, is Peter Krauss is a, a struggling writer, and he is has writer's block. Uh, he gets rejected from publicists because uh, his book stories are no good. And then, um, having written the story on the laptop, he goes outside and he burns the manuscript. That that he printed out uh, yeah. in a fire, and I'm like, ah, dude, I just saw you write this whole thing. It's probably in your recycle bin. Like, it's like this is not. If it was the 70s, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Because in yeah, the yeah. 70s, that's the only copy. Like, you bur- <laughs> burning some stuff. It's like, just go in your recycle bin, you fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, it's also like I'm pretty sure it's saved on the computer, dude. Like, you hit print. I watched you hit print. Um, the thing that I hated most about that was that he gathers the kids to watch him do it, and when he leaves, he goes, "Pretty cool, huh?" But like, in a way where it's like this actor was obviously still semi-hot shit at the time, and it just doesn't read as pathetic as I think it should. I f- that feels like a William H Macy would kill that moment. Oh yeah, the sadness of William H Macy just internalizing that like he's lived a whole lifetime of sadness yeah and tonally it feels like suddenly it switched into a moment where trinity's telling neo how to get into the matrix and i was like (laughs) no 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 i you we really need to dive into the fact that he's gathered four children around to watch the burning shitty manuscript no one wants to read that's the saddest thing i've ever heard there's there's one thing i want to talk about before maybe before we get into categories sure these two movies they come out the exact same day one is guaranteed built-in success but made on a much lower budget than today and the other is supposed to be a high class drama that just doesn't quite hit why no but like what contributing factors do you think we never really talk about why one was a bomb and why one was such a hit and i think it's because sometimes it's so clear that Mm. one of these that the b movie is fucking awful that we don't but this i feel like has something to it that would have gotten into the craw a lot of, of a lot of people at the time they would have been like oh yeah deep no, I got terrible reviews everywhere. I, I looked through the reviews. One star, two star, one star, two star. A couple of... Everyone saying pretty much the same thing that we said. You know, kind of praised the actress's, uh, the actor's performance. But just saying that, like, yeah, the fucking... This, the movie was too fucking high on the GI index. Mm. And fucking your blood sugar dropped about 20% watching it because it was so fucking stodgy it was eating like a, eating a whole crust mm. eating bread but nothing but the crust just all, I, I can't say how fucking um, just dry soulless. Yeah. and soulless this fucking film is to the extent that I think Alien vs Predator is a much better movie mm, I because think it's it a movie Yeah, because think... it's a movie <laughs> I think you're right it is a better movie the performances are better in We Don't Live Here Anymore but I think there is a version of AVP that just has Laura Dern, Mark Ruffalo, and Naomi Watts in it. Look, categories. Um, we have to. Uh, we have a few categories on this uh, on this podcast, by God. And uh, for these categories, we uh, compare these two films that came out on the exact same day: Alien vs Predators and We Don't Live Here Any 
more. Um, usually the first category we have is the instant cancellation. Um, the instant cancellation. That's something that was kind of okay back, uh, back in 2004, but right now it's on site. My instant cancellation is... Um, <laughs> my instant cancellation is... I feel weird that Sanaa Lathan and Predator had a thing. I don't like it. I don't like it, my God. <laughs> I don't think they had a thing, but if they did, you're right. <laughs> Bestiality. <laughs> was yeah. Bestiality popping right now? Remember in the beginning of this podcast, apparently incest was like just... <laughs> the hot button one issue. The, one of the cornerstones that built this um, podcast empire that we have here is incest. Um, maybe <laughs> Bestiality will <laughs> be the next section. Shout outs to my brother Alex for first spotting that. The incest. Got a keen eye for incest, bro. I think you're right. I think, do you think Sonal Lathan, if there was sexual tension, do you think it evaporated when the Predator took his helmet off? Yes. Also, or maybe, although, you know, you know, he's got Maybe something extra. Maybe, oh. Maybe, you know. Maybe she you know. saw them as spines too and was like, that's interesting. All right, let me, all right. Okay. All right. All right. Or like that whole face, that whole section. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my instant cancellation. Ha, uh, my instant cancellation is Mark Ruffalo telling Laura Dern that she, when she tells her that she's wrong, when he puts his son to bed and he realizes that his son wet the bed and that she hasn't changed a thing. So he goes down and he yells at her and he says, you get everything wrong every time. You're always wrong. And she goes, I'm sorry, I forgot that he wet the bed this morning. He goes, he pissed the bed three days ago. And I'm like, so if you knew that, if you, you put him that. to you put him to bed in piss, two days in a row before you raise the issue, this logic hole is too much of a problem for me. I'm like, no. Shocking scenes. Although, man, look, uh, also a weirdly woke moment. A weirdly woke moment is this, is um, I think Mark Ruffalo, the first person ever to show up to an affair uh, on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, yeah, that was quite good. Good for the environment. This uh, infidelity <laughs> is brought to you by... Uh, by um, yeah. He's playing the karmic balance game. That's why. If he doesn't kill yeah. the planet, he can cheat on whoever he wants. Yeah, look. Look, guys, if you're going to cheat on your significant other, which, let's face it, we know our listenership. You definitely are. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Do it on a bicycle. Lower your carbon footprint. Um, don't don't drive up in a big SUV or whatever. You know, try your, do your best. Recycle when you're there. Recycle. Yeah. And also, like the sweat, surely is good cover. Yeah, good cover. Yeah, if you cycle, that's what you cycle back. You're gonna smell like shit. Nobody's gonna be like, "Hey, what's that perfume?" You're gonna be like, "That's thirty mm. miles of dirt fucking road, buddy." Great stuff from Mark Ruffalo showing up to an affair. And shout out to Naomi Watts for thinking, you know what? I'm gonna still do that. I'm going to still let this guy clap my cheeks. Um, what about you? What did you have for Weirdly Woke? Dude, so now Lathan. Like, and again, if anybody's listened to this whole podcast and doesn't know, she is also Blade's mum. I can't... I realised, watch this, I can't think of another big budget for the time, like, blockbuster action movie where unequivocally a black woman was the hero and it was, like, a white movie. Yeah. Like this, she didn't have to be a black woman. Could have been anyone. And uh, and also, and she, I mean, she obviously kind of fulfills the Ripley role, but also she, she becomes an honorary predator. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a big moment. That's a big moment for Sanaa. Mm-hmm. Genre blender. There. So let's go with genre blender. If you had to, if you had to genre blend either one of these guys, what would you do? 
Uh, I'm genre blending We Don't Live Here Anymore because it needs the help. And I'm changing it to, we do, <laughs> one of our regulars, like an actual farce, right? Where, again, it's not a deep exploration. It's basically uh, Mark Ruffalo and Laura Dern desperately trying to make the other people cheat. No, actually, fuck it. It's Mark Ruffalo and uh, who's that? Sorry, Peter Krause trying to get their wives to fuck the other one to feel okay about cheating, but the whole time it's still going on. So it just escalates. It's like a reverse eyes wide shut, right? Where instead of Tom Cruise going out to try and cheat, these women's partners are trying to set up circumstances that will make them more and more likely to cheat. They get bigger and bigger every time. By the end of it, I want them spiking each other with ecstasy and Molly and shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And just being like, go on, just fuck each other. You know? Um, sequel generator. If you had to generate a sequel for, um, let's say not Alien versus Predator. Let's say what we do in the sh- what we do in the shadows. We don't live here anymore. <laughs> I'd actually want to do Aliens versus Predator uh, because it did get a sequel, but it got, I think, an even shittier sequel. Um, and I think the problem with that was leaving Sonal Lathan out of it and like not continuing that character. I feel like actual pitch not not fucking joking i'm like she backward you know she finds a way to backwards engineer spaceships out of the thing and she decides to go around saving planets from the aliens Mm. because they can't have just done it on earth right they have to have done it to like the fish people planet too (laughs) (laughs) there's a fish people planet oh 100 100 percent. rich half is the fish or, uh, uh, the, or, left, or fish. the left, or half. the left half. It's straight. Left it's down the like middle. Two fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. I. I would have done a sequel generator for. Um. We don't live here anymore. I think. Let's expand this world, baby. Let's. <laughs> let's every. Let's build a whole universe of uh, people wife swapping, and <laughs> um. It goes further and further. So like they're friends with each other, so they wife swap. And then you learn that these group of people have been wife swapping forever. Their parents wife swapped. Mm. And so are they related? I don't think so. But it's no one has the guts to fight now. <laughs> Bringing it back to incest, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Guys, look, we like to party. Um, <laughs> we're having family. a good time. We're having a good time. We're having a good time. Um yeah, that's what I would do. I would move that further aboard. Let's expand this cheating universe. I want to live next door. Are they cheating? It's, uh, this is a whole cheating. It's like um, that uh, Ricky Gervais movie. About how, what's it called? Invention of Lying. But with cheating. Uh, but with cheating. So, it, Which, so is this a world where everybody cheats and nobody's thought of the idea of not cheating yet? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, it's exactly that. Thank you, Sam. Um, it's exactly that. I do not know how that works. <laughs> well, I don't know if the, that doesn't sound like a, like a very saleable property. I, I like <laughs> I like the idea that in this universe you have to um you know like those logic puzzles where it's like you can't ever use the same step back so it's like the Tower of Babylon thing. You have to fuck enough people that you and then your partner and then the people that you've banged haven't banged to be able to bang your partner again. Yes, I mean I think we've just written a an all right sequel to It Follows actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. Let's stop right here. I'm going to move on to something else that I wanted to talk about. 
Uh, I went to go watch Heat yesterday. I know I, I threatened yeah, to do that. A few, I said, uh, I went to go watch Heat at the Prince Charles Cinema. They don't sponsor this podcast. This is just a free shout out. I love that cinema. It's fantastic. If you're in London, uh, go check it out. They've got great films. We did go watch Heat in uh, 35 millimeter, and um, the thing that I have with Heat is I am terrified that Heat will go the same way as a lot of other things that guys like. Because we refuse to fucking shut up about it. <laughs> it's And it's like you said, I went to go watch Heat, dude. It was my exact demographic. It was all like guys 30 plus, like a bunch of like Radiohead listeners. <laughs> and there was like a girl there who was clearly there with her boyfriend. And this guy was fucking chewing her ear off. And maybe she was always going to leave. But she left the queue and she didn't come back. Now, there could be another explanation for this. He was chewing her ear off about heat? About heat. Oh, man. This, yeah. is, what I, this is what I'm imagining, because I'm seeing them talk outside of the cinema. And um, again, you see your exact demographic uh, put out in front of you. It's tough to see. Also, fun fun story, fun story, fun story, dude. Uh, someone got uh, arrested. Arri in, what, in heat? Yeah. For? they. I don't know. They stopped the movie. The police come in, says, sorry, everybody. Um, the guy is in the aisle. Um, the police says, look, we don't want to embarrass anyone. The guy, very fairly, in my opinion, says, yeah, this is very embarrassing, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guy. But it depends what he's doing. But yes. <laughs> yeah. And so they come and arrested him. And as he's walking, people start applauding. I'm like, why are you applauding? You don't know what this guy did. This yeah, guy yeah, 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 yeah. Like, history's greatest monster you're all like oh cheers but then sam the best thing happened by god sam oh my god this is my favorite thing the energy afterwards because we're watching heat we're watching a cop movie yeah now what has to happen sam everyone has to get their little one-liner off okay and now the comp the competition comes out because the police are leaving everyone's sitting around awkward and then someone's like I guess the real heat showed up. Uh, and then <laughs> no, someone else comes so in. Is, uh, and then someone else comes in and he's like, is this an immersive experience? And then someone else comes on and he's like, uh, never have anything in your life. You can't walk out on the heat. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. It just gets like a bigger and bigger, <laughs> bigger reach. <laughs> God, like... The, uh, uh, that makes me happy, but it also makes me sad that real life has also become a Reddit thread. It's so funny. <laughs> Fairness, they put them... And also, dude, I watched... I, I The reason it was so great is because I was clearly watching it with people who had seen Heat before. And every every time... Because obviously, but this is like one of Pacino's great performances. She's got a fat ass! <laughs> I want to see a fat ass. It does something to me. All of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. people were like getting ready to like cheer like it's the room. Like if there were, people had spoons, they would have thrown it at the screen. Like I was so excited for Pacino. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is my movie going experience. Go check out. I'm definitely going to go back next week. I think they're showing There Will Be Blood in 35mm. I will be there for that probably. Um, but anyway, what so, have you been uh, up to? Man? I just I just need to, because uh, I know it's the question on half of our listeners' ear, like, ears as well. Is it, Do you think he was jerking off to heat? I don't think he was jerking off. You know, I think what actually happened is I think, ah oh man, snitch is always gonna be on you. Um, I think he came back. I went to the toilet. It was a, it was dark, and I think he got into the wrong aisle. 
No. And I think there was like an interaction between someone who probably called the police. Oh. I think that's what happened. I don't think it was, unless he was like shooting up, in which case, hey man. Yeah. He paid He paid for his ticket. Let him enjoy <laughs> like, the fucking movie in this state. He movie. wants to enjoy, to enjoy it. it. Is he bothering you? I don't think so. <laughs> in fact, he should bother you even less because guess what? He's going to make no noise. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so quiet. Mate, I've I've been watching I've been watching a, a crazy array of films. Uh, I watched M yesterday, Fritz Lang's M. I've not seen that. It's a That's ni- mad. 1931 movie oh, about it's... a child killer. I've seen the poster. Yeah, yeah, everyone's seen. I uh, I was like, I've just seen this poster so many times. I feel like I have to see this film so I know what I'm looking at. Um, how was it? Would you recommend? Uh, I would recommend to anyone who has like a like a interest in film history and like a lot of the techniques. They're about to say there was a lot of stuff in um in M, and I'm sure like proper scholars and people who have the money to buy the information know this already. But it's like oh, actually, I think Hitchcock and um, Citizen Kane owe a lot more to this movie quite specifically than people give this movie credit for it's like <coughs> all of the breakaway sets for the camera stuff that is like citizen kane impressive you know like the going through the uh the gate all of those shots i'm like it does all of that and it's yeah of course you can see it better because it's 1931 and they have to use ropes and pulleys to pull stuff out of the <laughs> place at the right time but i'm like it's essentially the same thing um and what was really interesting to me was uh, not to not to spoil the whole movie, but the the point is the cops are after him because he's been killing children, and the mafia are after him because it means there's more police attention on them. Everybody thinks it's them, but they live they have their code that they won't do that. And the interesting thing is, I couldn't tell because this is ninety years ago that this movie came out. I was like, I can't tell whether this film is in defense of the police the criminal's form of mob justice or the paedophile for having a condition. I genuinely was like, <laughs> this is what is most interesting about watching this movie is I, I, I'm so far from being able to relate to people at the time. I don't know what's right and wrong oh, that's in, really in interesting. The, the director's eyes. But that was, that was great. Um, and, uh, oh man, I watched something else. Are the Tomorrow War? No. Oh, is this the one with, uh, uh, Chris Pratt? And um, I think you should leave. Uh, Sam Veep. Richardson, yeah, yeah. Sam Richardson, yeah. Uh, it's come, it's come out to a very mixed response, but I'm in the. I kind of liked it, Kemp. Mm. Um, so that sounds like a good shout. Actually, I was, I was looking at it. Yeah, it's again no spoilers, but the dialogue is atrocious. It's very badly written in the dialogue department, and there's a bunch of shit. The actual logic, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna discuss. I wanna discuss with you because I feel like the logic holds up better than time travel for me in any other movie that I've seen. Yeah, fair play. Look, man, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here, Sam. Um, anything else you wanna bring up? Do we know what we're doing next week? We don't. We don't. Okay. Um, but uh, we will soon enough. All right. Cheers, guys. Peace. <laughs>